Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Thanksgiving podcast on the 23rd of November 2023. Happy Thanksgiving to you from all of us here at Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank and the Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com if you want more and stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation. Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller along with the news today, including Indiana's governor on this Thanksgiving day. And what can you do with all of your on-farm data? Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says there will be no weather-related travel problems today and tomorrow. And the corn and soybean markets moved lower yesterday. Tom Fritz, Market Analysis on the Who's Your Ag Today podcast. At First Farm Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Growing Indiana's ag industry and cutting costs by analyzing all that data you have. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Happy Thanksgiving. Indiana agriculture contributes more than $31 billion to our state's economy, making us the 10th largest ag state in the U.S., C.J. Miller recently spoke with our governor about the efforts to continue growing the state's ag industry and exports. Agriculture is in our DNA. It's who we are as, as a, a people and what we mean to the world. And that's Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb, who just returned last week from Kenya to promote trade and continue expanding the state's business partnerships around the world. And I just couldn't help myself but talk about uh, the duck industry in Indiana and and talk about chicken and egg and, and turkey and all that we do and all that we could do for a part of the world who is truly in need. And in that course of that conversation, meeting with some folks at the embassy, Ted McKinney's name came up, Kip Tom's name came up. And so Hoosiers are out around the world and have been for since the very beginning, but we're not slowing down. During this past year, Holcomb has also been on trade missions to Japan, France, and Portugal. As part of his pitch to boost Indiana on a global scale, he says he points to the state's cooperative nature for businesses and says that cooperation makes Indiana an attractive location for businesses and startups. Yeah, when you think about all we have to offer on our menu, a great tax and regulatory environment, to think about having the Hoosier work ethic part of that menu, and to think about having great locations, to think about the innovation that is coming out of Huntington University, to have Purdue University. These are gems, not just for us, but truly for the world where discoveries are being made. Indiana, 
doesn't just have a role in it all. We have a central role. You can hear more of my conversation with Governor Holcomb on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. I'm C.J. Miller. Data. Farmers collect a ton of it. What do they do with all of it? A lot of times we think about just looking at our yield maps and using that to make a decision on what we should purchase for next year. And that's a great place to start. That's Kendall Quandall, Precision Field Team Manager for Case IH in North America. Quandall says farmers are collecting so much information, it's time to start digging into individual pieces of the operation. And start to make real-time in-season decisions around logistics, for example, as well as using that data to plan other kinds of purchases, like understanding our total fuel usage on an operation, and when we use more of that, which seasons, and you can start to pre-purchase and plan some of that a little bit better than maybe we have in the past. Step one is to connect your equipment with a cellular modem, and that can be equipped through the factory or via their parts channel to connect equipment that doesn't come equipped already. Then you'll be ready to upload data to AFS Connect. So AFS Connect is actually a free platform. Anybody can go create their account there, upload their information that they have on USB sticks in a drawer somewhere, and start to build their repository of information. We're also working on helping our producers optimize their whole farm from a logistics perspective. So adding a cellular modem to other pieces of equipment, a semi, a ranger, a pickup truck, and being able to see all of that in AFS Connect is a focus that we have as well. Learn more about all the data gathered via AFS Connect from Case IH at caseih.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Happy Thanksgiving from Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's farm network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com slash operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope it's a great one for you. Travel problems? Non-existent today, at least with regard to weather. We've got sunshine and blue sky that will be with us off and on through the entire day. Temperatures are trying to moderate a little bit here for your Thanksgiving, your Thursday, but I still think for only normal to a little bit below. Reinforcing shot of cold air coming in tomorrow through the weekend. We have a mostly dry forecast here overall. Most of the story here between now and the first few days in December is going to be the cold air story. Cold air coming in tomorrow will be around through the weekend. We have a system kicking out of the plains on Sunday that brings us cloud cover and maybe a little bit of flurry activity. I don't think it's much, but I'm going to keep an eye on that we'll update you again tomorrow watching how that tries to track and move probably the biggest story then as we see another shot of cold air come down for next week monday through friday is going to be wind direction and therefore lake effect i don't see any system precipitation all week next week but with north flow across the great lakes i think we see on again off again clouds especially in northern indiana and i won't rule out some snowflakes at times like tuesday wednesday and we definitely see this a lot more up into Michigan. So when I say nothing more than lake effect next week, a large part of the state doesn't see any impact from that outside of maybe some clouds. 
But if you're closer to Lake Michigan, there could be a few more snowflakes around. The cold is the biggest story. I think temperatures next week are going to be a good five, maybe 10 degrees below normal on our daytime highs, depending on the day. I do see temperature moderation as we move closer to December 7th, 8th, so on and so forth. But that's right now in the extended forecast window. Once that moderation gets here, I do believe we're normal to above normal on temperatures for a good solid chunk of the rest of December. That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great Turkey Day today. I'm Ryan Martin. Yet another sell-off in soybean futures. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Wednesday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. Settlements from a day of some volatility and light trading. Coming up, first, market analysis, which I grabbed at the end of trade from Tom Fritz, EFG Group. Tom, the grains flat and mixed, but the story is the sell-off in soybeans as we head into the Thanksgiving break. South American weather update that might have something to do with that. I know there were some private forecasts, too, about pretty good Brazilian production. No, you're right on. It's all about the uh, forecast going forward. And uh, we've been pretty herky-jerky this week, you know, meaning lots of volatility. Uh, just to give you an example, last night, last week's high in jam beans was 13.98 and a half. Sunday night, the low was 13.27. Uh, the other day, we traded 13.89 and a half, and today's low was 13.54. So we've got lots of volatility, and um, you know, because uh, South America, Brazil in this case, you know, uh, when it's their growing season, um, people look at their forecast just like they do during our growing season. And uh, the past two days at approximately 11.15 central time, uh, the market has sold off. And that's usually when forecasters update, um, you know, the uh, near-term forecasts. And so, um you know, originally Sunday night, Monday, guys were saying, oh, the rainfall's not as great as we were anticipating. Coverage isn't that good. Uh, it's just a, a hiccup in the hot and dry trend, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'd always want to say, and how bullish are you? Uh, so, uh, but the bottom line is the forecasts are suggesting that, uh, you know, we're still going to see some pretty decent rain for the balance of this week. Next week, maybe a little bit drier, but uh, I don't see the heat coming back that we saw prior to this week. And then as we uh, move into December, a lot of folks are suggesting that uh, we're going to move into average weather conditions. Um, you know, a lot of folks are then saying, well, average isn't good enough to make up for the losses that we've uh, incurred already. Well, I've seen too many estimates that, yeah, there's some folks that are cutting uh, the projected supply just a very little bit. Still a crop size bigger than last year. Um, so, you know, if the weather patterns do change to at least average, yeah, Brazil's going to have a uh, pretty decent soybean crop. And right now, if uh, anybody follows South America, there's been little talk about Argentina weather other than uh, the elections. Well, Argentina weather has been pretty good so far, and uh, that's why you don't hear anything from them. Um, you know, and it suggests Argentina's gonna have a decent uh, uh, crop size this year. So with that said, we live and die these forecasts for Brazil uh, almost on a daily basis, and so that's why uh, the soybean market's down 
despite, uh, well, nearby bean meal, it's in a world of its own. Um, December soybean meal is only down a dollar ten, but you look at January meal down four forty, uh, March meal down five seventy. When you get into those months, you're starting to take realization of an Argentine soybean crop, where come December, um, Argentina still has no beans, and uh, Brazil tends to be running out of beans, at least old crop beans, and so our meal market is tight enough here that uh, you know people are already anticipating a delivery squeeze for December meal. Uh, soybean oil traded with the crude oil market today. Crude oil was off uh, noticeably. Uh, OPEC Plus was supposed to meet this weekend. They put that meeting off until uh, the 30th due to uh, OPEC needs some time to talk to the plus countries. Hey, get your house in order. We want these supply cuts. So the attitude is, I think, uh, come next week, you'll see a rebound in crude oil prices. But it's the weakness in crude oil that weighed on bean oil. And, uh, you know, I think bean oil uh, got a, a plug earlier this week when China announced a pilot program for biodiesel. So, um, you know, so instead of the Chinese crusher strictly crushing for soybean meal, well, now, you know, with this pilot program for biodiesel, he's going to have a need for bean oil. So I don't think the bean oil is going to go away, but I don't think it's going to be as, uh, you know, uh, high uh you know, high anxiety as you're going to see in the meal market or and or in the bean market. But soybeans, it's all about weather for Brazil. Corn, it's dead in the water. Um, we're a trading range. We're going to stay at trading range. Um, I don't. I just don't know what's going to get corn out of this trading range. Um, you know, our demand's just not good enough to uh, break us out on the upside, and we've got just enough domestic demand to support the market at least for the time being. Uh, we market, I don't know what to tell you. You know, yesterday we rallied on some short covering from intermarket spreading. Uh, then uh, the mid-morning announcement that uh, a Russian missile had uh, hit the infrastructure and some administration buildings in the Ukraine port of Odessa. So that gave us some short covering. Then this morning we announced 110,000 tons of soft red wheat to China. And, you know, you look, here's Chicago wheat. Um, you know, what, Deese was only up three-quarters of a cent, March up one and three-quarters, May up two. The bear spreading says it all. We've got no business. And uh, Kansas City wheat was off a cent and a quarter. So bottom line is we just don't have any uh, market-making business, and so we have to follow the competition. And the competition, uh, they're touting slow global demand right now. So their, if their prices aren't moving higher, we're sure it's not going to move higher. So once again, you know, as you mentioned early on, feed grains, we're kind of dead in the water here. Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Now numbers from Wednesday trade. December corn 468 and three quarters. March ends at 487 and three quarters. Both contracts down a penny and a quarter. May down a penny at 499. January beans 1356 and a half, 20 and three quarters lower. March 1374 and a quarter, off 18 and three quarters. And December wheat 555 and three quarters, up three quarters of a cent and almost a dime off the day's high. 
The meat markets mostly lower. December live cattle 174.47 down 52. December lean hogs 68.27 up a dime. Everything else though down. I'm Ian Eubank with the Wednesday market review. This is Who's Your Ag Today? Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.